You're listening to the Coachpreneur Podcast with Amber Smith. Today, I'm talking with Brooklyn Jolly, and it is such a good interview. I cannot wait to share it with you. Stay tuned. Coaches like us start our businesses from scratch. Most of us have no formal education or training in business, but we do have a heart to help others with our passion and skill, and we want to make good money doing it. This podcast is for people who find themselves in that unique position when becoming a great coach requires us to become great entrepreneurs. The big question is how? This podcast is the answer. My name is Amber Smith. Welcome to the Coachpreneur Podcast. Okay, you guys, I am so excited to introduce you to Brooklyn Jolly. If you don't know her, you should know her. <laughs> um, and she is a business coach. She mostly helps on entrepreneurs. I think that that's her her niche. She helps online entrepreneurs build their business. And she is so cool. And you're going to learn more about her experience. And I think you're just going to fall in love with her and her story and her experience becoming an entrepreneur and the entrepreneur she is today. Um She's a life and business coach, so she was certified through the Life Coach School. We'll talk about that. We talk about ROIs and money mindset and failing forward and her experience from Facebook ads to foster care coaching um, into doing what she does now, and we talk about her experience with investing and making big decisions. I just, I think you're going to love it, and I'm so excited to jump in, and let's do it now. Here we go. Okay, welcome to the podcast, Brooklyn. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you today? I'm doing so good. I'm so excited <laughs> for this. I've been looking forward to it. Me too. Thanks for making the time. I know you're a busy lady. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many questions for you, but I already introduced you kind of, but I want to hear from you um, a little bit about your story, what brought you to this point in your business, what you're up to now, anything you have to share. Okay, sure. So um, my name is Brooklyn and I started my entrepreneurship journey really about nine and a half, 10 months ago. I took a course on how to run Facebook ads for other businesses. And I was mainly doing that to bring in an extra thousand or so a month because I was leaving a, a nannying job where that's about what I made. So I wanted something to bring in the fun money for the family, the Disneyland money, the movie theater money. like, And so that seemed like a, a good opportunity for me to work really part-time from home, kind of in the cracks and crevices of being a mom to my little girl who is now uh, 19 months, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, so I started off there and I as I had clients and I would have sales calls and like calls to touch base with them on their ads, uh, which I guess we could go way into how that all took off. But basically a lot of my clients were asking for more time on the phone with me and asking if they could pay me to have sessions with them to like help them with their businesses. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so like confused, like what I'm just your Facebook ad person, but like, sure. Like I I'll take the money. Like I was just trying to make this like entrepreneurship thing work. Mm -hmm. And then I just realized how much I loved coaching and I loved helping 
I loved helping my clients like succeed with their ads, but also being able to help them kind of with the, the sales process end of things. And especially the belief in themselves and their offer and how like when that clicked with them, that they just would have so much success in their business. And it was so fun to do that. So when we sold our house, then we had a, a good chunk of change that we had saved. And I decided to go to the life coach school. So I started there in August. And um, over the last few months, my coaching business has become the full-time income for our family. So my husband has not worked since July of 2019, which is, I'm, my mind is still kind of blown that this has happened. Um, So he stays home. He's mostly the, the caretaker for the baby. And he helps me with like some of the administrative side of things, definitely the bookkeeping side of things. So (laughs) it's been so fun to be home, but, um, yeah, so the, the ads thing worked and then I just really loved coaching and I wanted to move more into doing that. And now I am. And yeah, now that's what we do. That is so cool. I love, I love learning from you because you have had like business experience beyond coaching and so I feel like yeah. you do a really good job explaining business principles and money principles to your clients and just to your audience in a way that's very unique. And so Thank what do you, you think is like the biggest thing you've learned from like starting the Facebook ads business, which was a huge leap of faith for you. And like yeah. now like really stepping into your entrepreneurial power, like so cool. What do you think the biggest thing is? Um, I say this a lot, but I, I always just tell people like doing things before you feel ready is like my number one entrepreneur tip because with like the Facebook ads, like I didn't know everything there was to know about Facebook ads. I still don't know everything there is to know about Facebook ads, but I knew enough that I knew that I knew more than the average person and that I could help them. And I didn't know how to do sales calls. That was terrifying to get on calls with people and like try and explain the value of what I had to offer. And I didn't have like a script. I didn't have like anything to like lean on. I just kind of took a leap of faith with like the worst thing that happens is I feel awkward and embarrassed. And the best thing that happens is I sign a client and make money. So like, and that's just an opportunity to help them with their business. So that's kind of the main thing that I did with, with the ads business was like doing things before I felt ready. And as I was growing my coaching over the last six months or so, I have been like, okay, what worked (laughs) with that business? And one of the things that worked was starting before I was ready. And so, whereas a lot of my classmates were waiting to charge for coaching until they were certified, I was like, no, I'm ready to make money. Like I'm ready to start getting paid for this. And there's such a value when it's just a better value for people when they invest money in themselves, like they get a better transformation because they have skin in the game. And so I've had a lot of fun coaching paid clients because they get such amazing Yes. Some of my clients, like I find them in different phases. Sometimes they're, they've been certified for a long time. Sometimes they're going through certification. Like you said, like you should be charging now because you're actually doing your clients a service and a favor. They're way more invested in coaching. So I love that you say that. So if you're listening to this, 
start charging more for your coaching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, before you feel ready. Cause, and it, I think it shows up in your coaching. Don't you think? Yeah. Like, don't you oh, show up definitely. as a better coach when you're charging versus free? Yeah. Well, that's one of the things that, um, cause I, so I mostly do business coaching. I don't know if I really talked about that in my intro there, but most of what I do is business coaching and coaching around sales and marketing. And so kind of like mindset and strategy. Okay, yeah. Tell us about your business coaching because you made a huge shift from helping people do their Facebook ads and now you're a business coach. Tell us about it. Yeah. And I, so I love doing business coaching because there is such a huge piece of mindset that I feel like we can talk strategy all day, but if you don't have the belief in yourself as an entrepreneur and I help a lot of coaches, like if you don't have belief in yourself as a coach and the value of coaching and the value of your offer, um, it, it becomes really difficult to sell because you feel fake and you feel like you're taking money from people instead of viewing it as like the best way that you can serve people is by getting paid clients. It's not by like free content is amazing. And one of my goals as a business coach is to be the most valuable post on Instagram every single day. But I know that the transformation that people who consume my free content is nothing compared to like what my paid clients get because there is like an energetic shift, which I know gets a little woo woo, but like there I'm is right like there a legitimate you. energetic shift when you invest in yourself. Like a lot of times my clients will hire me and be so scared and pay their invoice. And then that night they're like, I just signed a client. Like, <laughs> how did this happen? And I'm like, because you like proved that you were ready for it, that you knew that you were worth investing in. Yeah. But I love business coaching you always get a little bit of like everything like, Oh, my husband doesn't like that. I spend time on my business or I know something I get coached on all the time is like, am I being a bad mom by being away from my child this much? Which the answer is no. But of course our brains are like, you're a bad mom. <laughs> <Of> <laughs> they like trying to sabotage our success. So I, I do like a little bit of everything, but I love business coaching and it's like my, my why behind my business is that I really believe that women who know how to make money can change the world. And so that like excites me every day to show up as a, as a business coach. Cause I know that I'm teaching women how to change the world. I love that. I'm right there with you. I think that there's, it's no accident that we have access to technology that makes it possible for you to sit yeah. at home and do this with me. And like, I do the same thing, like with babies around and, all the life stuff, but you can like build like a legit business online. Yeah. So cool. So something that you said that I also work with my clients on is like the transformation starts with the transaction and mm -hmm. it doesn't start with content. <laughs> like it can, like I've, I've had content help me, but being yeah. coached and coaching yourself, right? Like mm -hmm. coaching, being coached and coaching, those three things will change your life way more. Um, yeah. And so I know that you've made investments in your business and you ask your clients to make investments and I love your approach to investments. Could you mm -hmm. to that a little bit? Absolutely. Um, so the first investment I made was a Facebook ads course that cost me $300 and I put it on a credit card and yeah. we did not have the money. We were right in the middle of selling our house. We had to put a new roof on it. There was just like endless bills coming in, but I knew 
that this was like the right thing for me to do. So I put it on the credit card and I kind of went in with the mindset of like, I'm not giving up until I pay this off. Like I will continue this business until I make at least $300. Yeah. And, and I kind of like had this mindset shift of like, it's just money and we can always make more money. So best case scenario, I create this thriving business, which I had no idea would turn into what it has, but like, you know, best case scenario, I thought I'll make one to 2000 a month. Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario, I'm at $300 and I just like pay it off by selling crap around my house or whatever. Like <laughs> right. it just was like, that was the first investment. And in, like, that was the first time that I really felt that energetic shift of like, okay, I just invested in this and now I'm going to make it happen. And since then, like my investing has gotten like bigger and bigger. And like the next time I invested in a one-on-one coach and it was $500 for 90 minutes, which was crazy. But that's what took my business. She helped me go from my consistent $2,000 months to consistent $5,000 months. And so what's $500 worth it? Like, totally. yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Like the ROI on that is amazing. Yeah. And then the investment in the life coach school, which we talked a little bit about, it's, which is a big investment. It's huge. Can we say the number? Is that allowed? Yeah, I think it's so. Huge. It's $18,000. Yeah, it's not so small. it's a lot of money. And that was, we used some of the money from selling our house. Mm-hmm. So that way I could go do the life coach school because you, I saw the future. Uh, yes. Okay. You're going to where I wanted to ask you, like, how did you make that yeah. decision? Um, so I could see with my Facebook ads business that it wasn't what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. I didn't go to sleep at night, like dreaming about Facebook ads and funnels and stuff. (laughs) Like it was, it was so nice. The lifestyle was so nice to work from home and make good money and be able to keep my husband home, but it wasn't what I wanted to do. So the fact that my clients were asking for more time with me with coaching, I would like, I I knew I wanted to go to the life coach school, but I pictured being able to go when I was like 40, 45, like 20 years down the road. Like when we just have $18,000 sitting around, because apparently that was how I pictured my future. And when we sold our house, I realized this was an opportunity to take some of the money from selling our house and invest in the future and investing in what I really wanted. So I mean, my husband was scared when I made a $300 investment. So $18,000 was crazy. But I think he could see the track record of like $300 made us $2,000 a month. And then I invested $500 in a coach and then I was making (laughs) $5,000 a month. So I think he was like, okay, maybe I should just like trust her. And (laughs) when you sell your house, it kind of feels like free money because you're like not expecting to make a ton of money. So I think he wasn't like, super attached to it. But anyway, I did a lot of self-coaching before I approached him with that. So doing the self-coaching. Yeah. Like what thoughts did you have that you had to work through? How did you like kind of coach your husband? I'm sure you had to, cause like, yeah. Was he scared? I mean, I know he trusts you and that you had already proven yourself, but $18,000 is a lot of money. Yeah. I, so I would run lots of thought downloads or Um, I think in your session with Jade, she said like our brain dump, however you want to look at it. Um, and so I just like wrote down all of my thoughts, all of my fears, all the things I was excited for. And I pulled out some of the like fears that I had. And I like really dug into those fears. Like, why am I afraid of this? 
what's the worst case scenario? Like my brain like catastrophizes everything. So I want to know the worst case scenario and I want to be able to be like, okay, I can make it through the worst case scenario. Right. And then anything else that happens is That's great. So powerful. Cause I bet you could do that with your clients on consults. Like if they're considering working yeah. school or if they're considering going to the life coach school or whatever they're considering, you can work. Yeah. Like, what is the worst case? Let's talk about it. Instead yeah, for of sure. Keeping it in the dark and not going there. Yeah. And that was, um, ultimately I just had a lot of confidence around, I had a lot of confidence around the life coach school because I know a lot of coaches who have gone there that are very powerful coaches. And I knew that I could figure out the business piece because I had already done it with something that wasn't my passion. And I was like, Oh, that's on the internet. If I need it, like I'll be (laughs) fine. But I really wanted to become a super powerful coach and this was how I wanted to do it. So I had a lot of confidence in their certification program. I had and I had built up that confidence in myself that I knew that I would not stop working until I had made that money back. And I have already made way more than $18,000 in coaching. And I think a lot of that is because I told myself like I would, like it was inevitable that I would make $18,000 plus in coaching. And so then I just went for it. Right. I think something that sets you apart, just watching we're, we're Instagram friends, right? Yeah. <laughs> Watching you do your business, like you are all in. I remember for a brief period of time, you were coaching foster moms and yeah. you were like all in on it. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what you know. Like if you're listening to this, you can't go half in and expect to get the results you want. Like you have to trust the process. And that means believing even without evidence. And like you went all yeah. in foster moms and then you yeah. made the transition, but like, that I think that's what makes you successful is when you make an investment, you're all in on it. Like you're going to make the money back. Yeah. Yeah. And with the foster moms thing, I, so I'm a former foster mom. We fostered a sibling group of three for a year. And the tools that I learned from coaching were like my lifesaver during that time. The kids were easy. The, the system was hard. And so I, I really felt like there was, there's a need in the foster care community. And when I started doing foster care coaching, I realized how much I missed talking about business. And that was what, like, I literally go to bed at night, like thinking about business and how to make money and how to help clients make money. And, um, so I just, yeah, I got on Instagram and I'm like, Hey everybody, just kidding. Uh, that didn't really fit me. So I'm back to business coaching and like, it was like pretty embarrassing to like do that. But I just knew that like, it wasn't what I wanted. Like, could I have been a great foster mom coach? Absolutely. But it wasn't what I wanted to do. So I just made the decision to go back to business coaching and that's where I've been. And it's just, and you're killing it. And, and yeah, it's so <laughs> yeah. fun. And I help people make tons of money. Yes. And I think it's such a good example. Now you can also coach someone who wants to switch their niche or whatever drama yeah. coming up. I don't think there's any shame in switching your niche at all except for yeah. the time you have, right? Yes. And Nobody else cared. No like, one else cared. Like, yeah. I literally had foster moms that followed me then hire me as their business coach. And they're <laughs> just like, they're like, well, you were doing foster coaching, but can you help me with my business now that you're doing this? And I'm like, yeah. Right. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and I think that just speaks to your belief. Like you believed both, right? You believe that you could kill yeah. it as a foster mom coach and then you believe you could kill it as a business coach. 
And so if you guys are listening to this, questioning your niche or whatever, number one, no, you can, as long as you go all in on it and yeah. get coaching on your thoughts about it. <laughs> um, yeah. I think you really can. And, and especially when like, you're still new, you're killing it, but you're super new. <laughs> and like you are what how you said nine months ago you started your Facebook ads 10 months yeah like, yeah June, I think it's nine <laughs> is it nine and a half months now it was June 1st of 2019 wow. so yeah but roughly yeah nine, 10 months ago. so you are still new but you're doing amazing things we're going to talk about that in a little bit but like so making decisions like switching your niche like in the especially in the beginning like that's a I think that's a good step forward yeah speak to that like people making mistakes, but I wouldn't call them mistakes. Maybe Mm -hmm. they didn't think were going to happen, like switching your niche. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I had spent a lot of time thinking about, um, my niche just because I wanted one. Like I knew, I have belief that you can make money as a coach without one. But for me, I really wanted one. I just wanted something that was like my thing that I could become super good at one thing. And so I spent a lot of time like brainstorming and Googling and getting coached on it. And, um, yeah, so I went with foster moms, but I just realized that I, I wanted to be a business coach and I didn't know how badly I wanted to be a business coach until I switched. And then I was like, I have so much left to say about business. <laughs> like, but I feel like I can't cause I box myself in, which is all my thoughts. But the, like, honestly, when I work with new, I work with a lot of coaches. Um, I work with any entrepreneurs like graphic designers and VAs and stuff like that. But I have a lot of coaches and it is something that they're very scared to choose a niche or really like even just showing up as a coach. Like I, I have clients that I'm like, your Instagram has to say you're a coach somewhere or people don't know what you do. And they have all of this fear around, you know, being a coach and what that means and what people will think about you. And it's still there. I still have it. Like, I, I don't think my parents even really know what I do. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. They have food on their table, so they must be okay. But like, I think that so much of running your own business, especially like any entrepreneur, but especially coaches, like it's just failing is the way that you figure it out. And totally. I know in your interview with Jade, I was listening to it and I was like, Oh my gosh, like, that's what I say all the time is like failing forward. Like anytime I fail, I'm just like, well, failing forward, like sent an email last week. That was all, it was a Kajabi template. (laughs) I got that email and and I laughed because I've done it before. (laughs) Because I had, I didn't know what I was doing and I thought I would still had to create the email, but I clicked send. And so everybody got a template email from Kajabi, but I was like failing forward because now I know what not to click. (laughs) Right. And let's be real. Who cares about the failures the most is us. Our clients yeah. don't. In fact, I've found clients are like, oh, you're human. Like, yay. Like you make yeah. this too. And like, you can teach me from your experience, not just from theory, which I think we, I didn't, sorry, I did not warn you about this, <laughs> but I think that's what makes okay. you such a real, like a really powerful and realistic coach is you're talking about your experience, not business theory. Yeah. To you, what's the difference and how does it help you as the coach? Um, I have, I have been through so much of what new entrepreneurs and what new coach entrepreneurs 
go through. And I think that's how I have attracted so many coach entrepreneurs and new entrepreneurs. And that's kind of where I found my niche now is helping people scale to those two and $3,000 months is kind of what I really like helping people get to. And I just feel, I feel like I have this experience in, in the things that you don't even necessarily think about, like blocking like money blocks. Like I love helping my clients with their money blocks because that is something that like I hadn't made money in any of my other entrepreneurial things that I've tried in the past, which are plentiful. And I think a big part of it is like, I'm afraid of taxes. I'm afraid (laughs) of paying taxes. Like, and we, because we're self-employed, we use the, what's it called? The marketplace, the Obamacare. Yeah. And so if you make more money, then you pay more for health insurance. And so I had all of these money beliefs that like really kept me from ever making money until I just decided I would figure it out. And so I, I think that having that personal experience of starting a business and it's outside of coaching, which is kind of fun because I can apply it to really anybody's business. But I love sharing my business story because it is crazy. And nine months ago, I could never have imagined this would be my life. Yeah. You're the provider for your family. Can we say that? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, I think I said my husband hasn't worked since yeah. July of 2019. <laughs> But like, I I have a lot of mom coach listeners, right? And I think that's like an interesting dynamic that a lot of us never pictured being the person that brought home the money. Was that like an identity shift for you? Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's, (laughs) when I work with my own coach, that's a lot of the work that I have done because I, I pictured being a stay at home mom, which I think a lot of us did. I think we all, well, not all of us, but a lot of us grew up with stay at home moms. And that was just what I pictured my life would be like. And so I had this nannying job, but the babies came to my house and then, and so I was still home with my baby all the time. And it has been interesting. And I always say I have like the best house husband ever because I never do the dishes. I don't even know where the dog food is at this point. Our dogs would probably starve if <laughs> my husband ran off because mm-hmm. he just takes care of so much of that. And it, it's been so funny to like switch roles and be able to like, I don't know, just kind of get a taste of each other's world. Like when I stress about money, he's like, yeah, that's how I always felt. I'm like, Oh, that's really interesting. Cause I never worried about him making money. I just knew he could. And now that's kind of his place is he's like, I just know you're going to make money. And I'm like, but what if we have to work at McDonald's for the rest of our life? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like in those moments where it's highs and lows and being, being able to be home with my daughter is amazing, but I, I still have a human brain that's like, this isn't what you signed up for. You wanted to be a stay at home mom. And so I have drama around working and being away from my daughter and having my husband be the one to take her to doctor's appointments. If I have a call or whatever, like there, there is a huge identity shift. And interestingly enough, I discovered like a money block where I felt like I couldn't make more than what he had made. (laughs) Interesting. And so I got stuck at like $5,000 months. And 
I really have realized that it's just because I feel like who am I to make more than he did? Like, this is like, that's my money. I think it's Denise Duffel Thomas. She talks about like a money thermometer. Yeah. Is that what it's called or no? What's it called? The thermostat. Thermostat. That's what it is. Yep. Like a money thermostat. And so like mine is set at like $5,000 a month. (laughs) We pay our taxes. We get paid like roughly what he would get paid in his full-time job. And I just got stuck because I felt like, who am I to make more money than he did? And like now I'm more like I'm on track for a $10,000 month this month. Congratulations. Thank you. It's so crazy. I've, yeah, I've, I've made about $8,000 in coaching halfway through the month. So, so cool. So you obviously broke through it, (laughs) which is why we like this. Yeah. Like this month, this is the month that I was like, I've done so much work in February and March around money and like the benefit of making more money than he, he made. Like, yeah. And I think like there's, I was joking with one of my clients about living in la la land. Like, of course I believe it. Like I can do it. And it's like, mm-hmm. you have to be careful when you believe something without like, I think what you do a good job of is like looking at, but where are my blocks? Like I know I have them and you find them and then bust through them. And then you can actually go beyond versus just living in la la land and expecting things to change without yeah. really going to the hard, hard stuff. Yeah. It's funny because our brains are so crazy. Like there's so many things that we have wanted to do. Like we wanted to get Disneyland annual passes, which is kind of silly, but like just, it's just a goal that I had for the business was I wanted us to have Disneyland annual passes. And, um, I just, I just kept telling my husband, like, once we have, like, once we're making the 5k consistently, then we'll do it. And then mm-hmm. I like looked back at our statements. I'm like, we've made $5,000 a month, seven months in a row. <laughs> like, yeah. Like at what point is it consistent? You know, like our brains are always just like trying to keep us safe. So it's mm-hmm. just kind of funny. Cause I'm like, that's pretty consistent. Like seven months of that. Yes. <laughs> and, and then, it, and it's like, but my brain's still like, no, that's not consistent enough. Um, and that was kind of where I realized that I'm like, we've made $5,000 a month seven months in a row why like what can we do to move to the next level because we're I'm stuck and I didn't really realize I was stuck until I sat down and looked at the money (laughs) isn't that so funny and sometimes you do have to look at the facts right not just your thoughts like actually yeah I have been doing what I've promised myself I would do (laughs) so that's funny. very cool yeah I think have you heard have you read the big leap I haven't. It's in my Amazon cart. Add it to your list. So something (laughs) that she talks about is an upper limit problem, which you just described it as a thermostat. Like, Uh okay, a little bit above, I'm going to go back. And Mm -hmm. he talks about it like an upper limit. And like, even just in our conversation, you're going to start identifying what yours are. I have mine too. Yeah. Like, for example, like I signed a really high ticket client once. And then like right after the call, I started like weirdly imagining my daughters getting injured. And he talks about like mm-hmm. that, ha- like your brain, like you can't tolerate like success and abundance and joy past a certain point or what you believe you can. And your brain will mm-hmm. introduce thoughts to like bring you back. Yeah. Like, and like I identified that and I was like, oh my gosh. And like if you guys are listening to this, like start seeing where this happens in your life. Like if you have a really good yeah. day, for you, it might be like, am I doing everything that I can as a mom or like, 
should my husband be taking yeah. to the doctor? Right. Like it's like, it shows up differently. And it's so interesting because mm-hmm. that thermostat is so real. Yeah. And so you teach a lot of things. One of the things you teach is the model and mm-hmm. thought work. What yeah. have you noticed about successful entrepreneurs, your clients and yourself? Like what deeply ingrained thoughts do they have? What do you have? Mm. Yeah, that's a good question. I, um, oh, I have them written down somewhere in here, but basically the main one that I go to is like, I can figure anything out. I love that one. Yeah. Because especially as entrepreneurs, like you have to figure so much out. It's like, how do I move this thing on my Squarespace website? (laughs) How do I upload an IGTV? And and not to mention, like, how do I send an invoice? How do I right. make sure my clients pay me if they're on a payment plan? Like, mm-hmm. there's so many bits and pieces. And that is a huge one for me. It's like, I can figure it out. And same with taxes, because I was so afraid of paying taxes. And it's, it's, like, funny to, like, joke about. But, like, it literally kept me from making money. <laughs> yeah. Because my husband would be like, oh, you made $30 from your blog. Like, now we have to pay taxes on it. Mm. And I'm like, oh, you're right. Like, and then I just didn't want to make money. How so, dare like, you make money? <laughs> right. Isn't that yeah. funny? But that's yeah. just, like, taxes were so unknown. Yeah, it's, like, such a real fear. But really living in the belief, like, I can figure this out. I can meet with an accountant. I can get tax help. I can pay taxes. I know how to do that. Like just knowing that I can figure it out. Um, another huge one, which we kind of touched on earlier is like investing, which obviously as coaches, we believe that wholeheartedly, you know, we have our own coaches. We are coaches. Like it's like, obviously we believe we ask people people to invest thousands of dollars to, to improve themselves. But like I said, there's such an energetic shift when you do invest in yourself. And like my coach that I just hired that I'm starting with on April 1st is $7,000. And that like still kind of makes me want to throw up a little bit because it is a lot of money and it's, you know, more than double what I'm charging right now. But I know that I know that it's the next step for me. And like I hired her and now I'm going to have a 10 K month. I was just about to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's no, like, are you kidding me? Like there is a correlation between like, I can look at all of my money and then like a spike is always right after I've hired a coach. And I had the mindset of like, Oh, I already invested so much money into life coach school. That should be all I need. But <laughs> like, then I realized like I am stuck at 5,000 and I want to hire somebody who can help me to get past 5,000. And then as soon as I paid her (laughs) freaking huge invoice, which is a thought, but you know what I mean? Like when you've never invested that much in a coach, it's a lot of money. And like, I, I can feel that and I can see that. And as soon as I paid the invoice, I like felt so confident and I was so excited to like get out and pitch to my clients. And I'm just having the best freaking month ever. And I think that a huge part of that is the shift that came from investing. And Brooklyn, you haven't even started working with her, right? Like you start in April. No, I start April 1st. <laughs> you I know. Had, like, and, and like I pretty much paid her off already. From right, what like so cool. Like that's the exchange of money. And like, we could talk about all the woo-woo parts. Like I love, yeah. I think it's so interesting that money comes in, money comes out and you just yeah. have to believe that it will. It's so cool. So 
you're kind of in a different space than some, probably some of my listeners. Like a lot of them, I think, are on the newer end. What, yeah. would, what advice would you give them if like they're making zero to five hundred dollars a month right now? Yeah. Um, number one is to be consistent and just keep showing up. And something that I always remind my clients is like, just imagine where you'll be in five years if you just keep showing up every day. Like, because your success is inevitable if you keep showing up, if you keep building relationships and you keep like improving yourself and investing in yourself, like it's coming, it's coming. You have to just live in that belief that the success is coming. And the other thing that I would say to like new coach entrepreneurs is like, understand that failing is part of the process and like learn to celebrate the fails. I, right now I have a mastermind group, um, and it's 10, 10 coaches and we're all just, I'm just teaching them every week. And that's, um, one of the the weeks was talking about doing daring things every day. And sometimes that's just showing up and pitching, even though you're pretty sure nobody's going to take you <laughs> up on the offer. Like maybe the purpose of your pitching isn't to sign a client that day, but to get better at pitching, like to get better at making an offer and to build belief in yourself as someone who can make offers. Like I often tell my clients like you get a little chart, draw yourself some circles and you make an offer every day for 30 days. Yeah. And I'm not saying like get in people's DMs and be creepy. No. Like, Hey girl, we haven't talked since high school. <laughs> like, no, not that. But I mean, like get on your Instagram stories or mm-hmm. email your list or, you know, post a Instagram, whatever feed post or in your Facebook group or whatever you have and pitch every day for 30 days and just like watch the magic happen. Yes, like, I- I love that. I have, that's honestly what's worked this month is I found myself like kind of pitching a lot of low ticket offers, which are all super helpful. And like Mm -hmm. everybody's getting great results with, but I knew that I really wanted to dig deep with some people on -on one-on-one. So I promised myself that's all I pitch in March and I pitched March 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th, like nothing. Like it was just like silence. Mm-hmm. And then literally on the 7th, I signed like $5,000 worth of clients. Yes. What if you stopped? And I'm, right. And I'm like, but what if I had stopped after two days or even five days or six days? Yeah. Like I, and so that's like, just keep pitching, like yeah. keep showing up and being consistent and it will happen. I love that. And you live this, like you pitch every day. And I think it's so awesome. Selling doesn't have to be this yucky thing. I like what you say too. You didn't mention this, but you're like, if you believe in your product enough, like you, you have to believe that this is valuable. This is going to change their life. You feel compelled to show up and sell, you know, you have to believe it first. Right. It doesn't feel like I'm taking money from people because I really feel like you know, they're going to pay me this money and then they're going to learn how to make $36,000 this year. Like, like right now I'm charging like 3,500. So I'm like, well, that's like, duh. Like, why wouldn't you give 3,500 for 36,000? Like, and so that's really how I view my offer. So I don't feel like I'm taking anything from people, which I know it gets a little trickier when there's not a financial ROI, but uh, like return on investment, but like if you're a parent coach or an anxiety coach, like the ROI is still there. Yeah. It just is a little different. And that's 
doesn't mean you can't pitch every day. No. doesn't mean you can't believe in your offer. Yeah. And I would recommend those people go to work on what is the ROI? What are they getting yeah. back? Coaching is so valuable. Like this is yeah. my personal belief is like coaches have this calling, like look at what's happening in the world today. Like we need more coaches who believe in the, in the intangible ROI of like feeling yes. better, of managing their mind, of being a better parent or whatever it is so that mm-hmm. they feel compelled to pitch and make money, which is exactly what you're saying. It's so good. Yeah. Absolutely. Any other thoughts you would have for a new entrepreneur, new coach building their business? Um, get a coach. <laughs> like it doesn't have to be me. It doesn't have to be Amber. Like, but hire a coach. Like you don't, don't do it alone. And like, I, I have clients that are like, Oh, nobody will, like, I'm not signing clients. And I'm like, okay, how much do you charge? And they're like $2,000. And it's like, have you ever paid a coach $2,000 before? Yeah. And they're like, no. And I'm like, how are you going to sell $2,000 coaching? Like, you have to kind of put your money where your mouth is. Like I, I promise when you invest $3,000 in a coach, well, like for me, I've invested now $7,000 in one coach. I'm like, duh, $3,500. Like that's so easy for me to sell because I'm like, I'm paying way more than that for a coach. And I already see Yeah. I know that it's worth it. So that's, if you're a coach, like you need a coach. So that would be another big thing. And that's what I tell a lot of people I do consults with is I'm like, I really like, it doesn't matter if it's me, if there's, or if it's another coach, but you need someone on your side and entrepreneurship is so fun. And I will never deny that, but there are really hard days. Like I said, where you're just like, I'm going to have to go work at McDonald's to pay our bills (laughs) this month. I had, I had like two and a half weeks in February where I didn't make a penny. And I was just like, this is, like what is happening, but yeah, come March 7th, I'm like, I've already paid our bills for the next two months. Like we're good, you know, it's like, but having a coach that you can reach out to when you're feeling that way and they can be like, no, 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 like come back to me. Let's, are you really going to have to work at McDonald's or do you just need to keep showing up? Like you're totally fine. That's a good thought. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Like, of course you're thinking that it's fine. Like let's work through it. Like having somebody that's been there that can kind of help you through that is so, yeah. so valuable. And then so that's not a financial ROI, but it is right. an ROI on hiring a coach. Totally. <laughs> and per, just your personal life too. Feeling good about yeah. what you're doing is important. I, I often hear that entrepreneurship is lonely and mm-hmm. I'm like, only if you make it lonely, because it doesn't have to be, yeah. um, you might find yeah. your closest friends and like peers and people who think like you by hiring a coach or joining a mastermind or going to that group or that conference or whatever it is that you're going to realize that there's a lot of people that think just like you and a coach can help you Mm -hmm. get there. So good. For sure. Yeah. So good. So what do you work on um, as a coach and an entrepreneur? I know you invest, but like just in personally, what do you do to make yourself a better entrepreneur and a better coach? Um, well, I'm always learning. First of all, I, I love consuming. <laughs> I love listening to podcasts. I love listening to audiobooks. I love reading books. Uh, I love taking courses, like anything and everything that I believe will help me grow as an entrepreneur or as a coach is absolutely something that 
I'm willing to spend time on. Sometimes they're free things, but like it takes your time to Mm -hmm. listen to podcasts. It takes time and mental energy to, to consume that. Um, And then on the flip side of that is like putting into practice the things that I learned because I am like such a binge watcher of like courses, but then I'm like, I don't implement anything. And it's like, Oh, I didn't get anything from that course. I'm like, well, of course I didn't. Cause I didn't implement it. So like I, tr- that's what I've been working on a lot in 2020 is taking all the things that I've learned and like, okay, what am I not doing yet? And how can I start, how can I start doing that and becoming a better coach? Like I'm always, I'm always reviewing like notes from sessions and what could I have said? What could I do? How can I over deliver to my clients? And like, I'll literally write notes. Like I had one written down that was like, slow down because (laughs) I'm such a like talker that I have to like remind myself like, okay, slow down and give give them the space to figure it out and to like, let them think instead of being like, I know the answer. Like, right. <laughs> I, I have the same thing in my coaching. Sometimes I like share like 10 things in a row that like, I think will be not really 10, but you know what I mean? Like one thought and yes, like, yeah. things I need to tell them right now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm always like making myself notes, like slow down, talk less, like relax more and just like trying to let them like as a coach, I lead the session, but I want to give them the space. Like that's a huge piece of coaching is like holding the space for them so they can bring you all the things that are happening in their head. And if I'm talking a hundred miles an hour, they can't even get a word in and it's not beneficial to them when they don't have anything they can go implement. So I'm always reviewing my sessions and like, what can I, what can I do better? And I'll record sessions sometimes and just watch them back and learn from them. So good. And I think it's what you said, like always learning is like, it's not just like learning content. It's like observing yourself and reviewing your, your work too is learning and being brave enough to take a look at what's going on. I think that's, yeah really awesome. So what's next for you? What are you working on? Um, what's the future for Brooklyn Jolly coaching? (laughs) Oh man. Um, so I have a mastermind that I will be running probably a few times a year. And that's what I have been doing the last couple months with, I have two groups of 10 and they're just killing it. They're all just making so much money. And it just makes me so happy to like, see the huge changes that they have in their, you know, their confidence and their families just from this group program. So I'm going to be doing that, but I'm also taking on one-on-one clients. And, um, that's kind of my goal is to fill my one-on-one practice to as full as I want it to be. And then, um, do the group program to kind of serve more people at a a lower price to get them in the door. And that's a lot of the people who joined my mastermind have not invested in a coach (laughs) (laughs) and they're just like, yeah, this is a cheaper program. So I'll, I'll do it. And then, you know, they're signing into one-on-one programs with me because they've seen the, the benefit of having a coach, having someone in your corner. So those are the two things for sure that I'll be doing. I have a lot on on the you know horizon on my radar of things I want to do yeah on the horizon and very cool do you feel like you have to constrain or are you pretty good at that 
Oh, I definitely have to constrain. <laughs> yeah. So what have, you, I, what have you said no to? Just curious. Um, I have said no to a group coaching program that mm-hmm. I really wanted to say yes to. <laughs> but I was like, I just want to be all in with this one-on-one coach that I've hired. So I see so many programs that I want to join. Like I could probably name like 10 things that I've said no to in the last month. But I know for sure there was a group coaching program I wanted to join that I was like, I got to constrain. I have to <laughs> have to like lean back. And when you did the life coach school, you have your certification classes, mm-hmm. requirements, you know, group meetings, and you get access to self-coaching scholars, which is just an, uh, a membership program. And it's so much like, yeah. and so when I'm, when I am wanting to join something else, I just like have to be like, no, I have everything I need. Like come back Brooklyn, like put it on your want to buy list. And when you, when you're done with this, you can move on to the next thing. But I love that. Definitely have had to constrain my podcast (laughs) listening and everything too. Mm -hmm. I, I think I'm down to like three or four podcasts that I listen to because I'm like, I just can't listen to 20 podcasts a week or I, don't implement anything. Right. So. You want to be the creator, not the consumer. Yeah, for sure. I've had yeah. to do the same thing. My first year I bought two courses, like massive courses, like KBB by D. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then I bought BBD, which is business by design by James Wedmore, uh-huh. all like within like a couple months of each other. And like I consumed yeah. it all, finished them like in two weeks or whatever. And then I yeah. did on one coaching program and I was like, oh my gosh, like I just spent like at that point I had spent like almost like $14,000 or something. I was like, I have to stop. Yeah. I need to. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah. but it's for easy. Sure. Like, don't you think it's easy, especially as a new coach? Like I work with new coaches too. And like, it can be so tempting. So like, oh, I do need this course. I have to mm-hmm. be a part of it. Yeah. But wouldn't you it's say so coaching is more important? Yes. I, I've had a lot of people reach out about like, should I do your group program or should I do one-on-one? And I'm like, there's no question. Like the best way to explode your business is to work one-on-one. Like you will get great information from any courses. Like there's so many awesome courses out there that have like, like, how do you, you get like the best minds in the world teaching you things for pretty inexpensive. Yes. And, and then then what? Like, then you don't do anything with it or you just don't have the support. Like there's, there's just something about having a one-on-one coach that's like there for you that you know, you're going to have to be accountable to first of all. And also like that you've invested at such a high level that you're, you're going to show up and do the work. So definitely if you're choosing to spend your money on a you know, a couple thousand dollar course or a one-on-one coach, like just take the leap and invest in the coach for sure. Yeah. Especially like you, you're kind of like a couple steps ahead of your clients, which is perfect because yeah. it's not like theory. It's not, you know, good ideas. Like you can literally walk them step by step and show them their brain, but also combine that with the strategy to take them yeah. to be you, right. To be making 3k yeah. or 5k a month. Mm-hmm. So cool. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Like I think especially as coaches, we're also online business owners, which like there's like a whole world of online business, as you know. Like, yeah. Talked to some of your stuff before. <laughs> and like mm-hmm. it can be confusing. Like, do I invest in my online business? Do I invest in my coaching? Do I invest in like growing a coaching business? Or like, do I need to understand Facebook ads yet? Like it can 
yeah. it can be confusing. I think a one-on-one coach is always, in my opinion, the safest yeah. to make. But I think so too. I think that's a good way to put it, the safest investment. Yeah. It is. It's going to be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So this is kind of, you might be embarrassed by this question, but what makes you successful? Like what makes you different? Um, especially people might be listening, wondering if they want to hire you. Like what makes you different than other business coaches? And I'm saying this knowing I'm a business coach too. So like, yeah, <laughs> but I believe in abundance, right? Like I don't think there's like, yeah, only for a sure. limited amount. So what makes you special? Yeah. What makes you different? What's made you successful? Um, I think what's, what's made me successful is, um, honestly that I have come to view failure so differently, first of all, which I know we've talked about. So I'll just leave it at that. So like I view failure so differently than I used to, that it's so valuable. And, um, my views on investing in coaches and, also just being willing to like be embarrassed, <laughs> which is like, it's so funny because I, I have, I've been thinking about this a lot lately that like, this is the first time I'll publicly say this, but in ninth grade, I was a cheerleader for my junior high <laughs> and I told everybody, I just didn't want to do it in 10th grade, which was high school. But like the truth was I was scared. I wouldn't make it. Oh. And I was scared that I would try out and not make it and then have to face the embarrassment mm-hmm. instead of just saying, I don't love it enough to, to do it again. And so like high school, Brooklyn college, Brooklyn was so perfectionistic around like everybody has to view me a certain way. And I don't want anybody to see me fail. Like I only did things if I knew, mm-hmm. knew that I would be really good at them. And it's like why I started out in elementary school education. Like that's what I was going to do was be a teacher. And the reason why is because everybody told me I'd be good at it. Like I never really spent a moment thinking about what do I want? It was just, that's what everybody told me I was good at. So like now my perspective has shifted so much that I'm like, I'm willing to feel embarrassed. I'm willing to like show the real side of, you know, entrepreneurship, the hard parts and the freaking amazing parts of running your own business and being able to design it the way that you want, but being willing to feel any feeling that it takes to get where you want to go. And some, some of the emotions are awesome and some of them really, really suck, (laughs) but I'm willing to feel it all. And I think as a coach, there's, I would say like, 80%, maybe even 85% of your business is mindset. Like what you believe about yourself, what you believe about your offer and your capabilities, what you believe about your clients. Like there is so much work to be done there, but I also don't believe that you can stare at a wall and believe that you're a good coach and that clients are going to like come knocking on your door. Like I think there's some strategy behind it. And I find that a lot of the reason why clients hire me is because they're like, well, I've got my mindset worked on. Now I just need somebody to tell me what to do, which they still need help with their mindset, you know, especially (laughs) if that's kind of what they're thinking, but being able to kind of help them strategize and create, um, plans for their social media and their sales process and helping them come up with like, what do I say? If somebody asks me this in the DMS, like having somebody to help with the strategy, but also like call them out on their crap as far as like, okay, let's back it up it's really not about that Instagram post. What's, 
what's this really about? And like being able to dig deep on, on the mindset piece and the thoughts that are keeping them from making money. So I think having that blend has been kind of unique in, especially for life coach school coaches. That's Mm -hmm. because it's all, it's all about the model with the life coach school, which is awesome. And it's such an important tool that I use, but sometimes I'm like, sometimes people just need to know how to use a hashtag. Like that's, that's important too. (laughs) Right. Sometimes in my sessions, if particularly if it is a life coach school coach, I'm like, I'm just going to tell you what to do for a second. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Like we'll back up and talk about the right thoughts, but especially if it's something like a hashtag or like how to, you know, like how to type in and search, yeah. I don't know, like little how things. How to make a story. Like, yeah. Or like to. how to share your post or, your story or whatever, like little things like that. I'm just going to tell you what to do, right? Like I don't need yeah. to back up and do you really believe you can? Like, <laughs> yeah. And um, well, sometimes I, I'm like, hey, you're, what you have to do is you need to go make an offer for 30 days. Go. Yeah. But then we find the thoughts that will help them drive those yeah. actions. But like yeah. they need the, sometimes you can't even figure out what you need to do. <laughs> And I'm like, come to me. I will tell you what to do. Yeah. (laughs) And also I think a benefit of just taking action is you develop new thoughts about yourself. Um, Over 30 days of pitching your offer. Like I promise you're going to think about your offer differently at the end of the 30 days, you know, and that's powerful too. So I think that's Mm -hmm. another thing that makes you unique specifically because you are a life coach, school coach. And, um, you have a lot of different ideas that work, obviously. Your clients are yeah. telling you too. So fun. Okay, do you have yeah. any final thoughts? Like any last pieces of advice for these listeners? Um, just, I think my biggest thing is like, just don't quit. Like, and especially don't quit when it's hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because when it is hard, you're right on the cusp of like a breakthrough. And that's really what I like to believe when I'm having hard days, when I'm feeling frustrated or like if I'm, you know, if a client says something that hurts my feelings or whatever, you know, like I just try to remember like this is probably just leading to a breakthrough. Like it's coming. And you just have to hang in there because I I see so many who like don't you make an offer and then you don't hear from anybody and you just think, well, I'm not cut out to be a life coach. And I'm like, no, I've been here making offers for almost 10 months now. And like, I'm finally getting some really good traction (laughs) in my business. But if I had quit the first time, like I couldn't even get free people to coach. Like Mm -hmm. I'm like begging people to let me coach them for free. And like, now I'm here, you know, having a $10,000 month, like, and it didn't take me five years. It didn't take me 10 years. It, you know, it took me 10 months and that's totally possible for you too, but you just have to decide not to quit. Right. And you felt a lot of uncomfortable things along the way. Oh it yeah. Wasn't all giggles and rainbows, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's not. And that's, I, I like the belief that I have gained from the life coach school that like life is 50, 50. So it's going to be 50% awesome and 50% crappy. And that's a pretty good definition of <clears throat> like entrepreneurship because doing my bookkeeping is not fun. And like having clients like be mad at you is not fun. But what's really fun is like somebody saying they were able to pay off their credit card because of the coaching they've got for me. And what's really fun is buying my family Disneyland annual passes Mm -hmm. with the income that I've made. And what's really fun is that 
I was really tired today. So I just slept until 10 o'clock and like, yep. that is really fun, but there's also sucky things that come with entrepreneurship and just being willing to embrace it all. So good. And expecting it too. I think that's a, the other yeah. thing that is like life is 50, 50. So if you're feeling good now, it's you can coming. stay the same and not grow and maybe avoid and buffer and all those things, or you can yeah. do it and expect the crappy maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then when it comes, because it will come, it, it looks different for everybody. But when it does come, like when I have those two weeks where I don't make any money, like I just recognize like, this is just part of entrepreneurship. I just have to keep going. And this is totally normal. Like this is normal. Nothing's gone wrong. I was expecting this. So like expecting that almost makes it hurt less because you, this, this gets a little crazy, but you don't have to dig into like those secondary emotions. You can just kind of deal with the first layer of emotions. Like I'm, I'm feeling sad because I haven't made money, but then you can just stay at that instead of being like, and I'm frustrated that I'm sad that I'm not making money. Yeah. So So I'm curious what, yeah, I'm curious what you think. Cause I didn't go to life coach school. I think it's the best school. If you're listening, I'm going to have a whole podcast episode on this, on certifications. Like don't pay for the $50 life coach school <laughs> certification to call yourself certified. Like that's my personal opinion. The life yeah. coach school is, I think the gold standard in coaching, but yeah. it is, and I, it's one idea still. Right. Uh-huh. And something that I see happening is like, Oh, I can't take action until, and you've probably coached on this until I've aligned my thoughts and feelings to take it the right way. And I see this going both ways. Like, I don't think you should willpower all the time, but sometimes Mm -hmm. you need to just do it (laughs) so you can like work through it actively instead of sitting on your couch waiting. Yeah. Well, even going, yeah, even just circling back to like my mastermind girls, the first week of the program, I encourage them all to make a hundred dollars. And I'm like, I don't care if you sell your clothes on Poshmark or you sell an old iPhone. I don't care if you offer $10 coaching sessions or set up like a group workshop. Like I'm like, if you charge $10 a person and you get 10 people in your living room to learn for an hour, you just made a hundred dollars in an hour. Like, like I just, I try to help them get their brains moving. I'm like, it is possible to make money. And it's totally A-line coaching. It's totally action line coaching <laughs> saying mm-hmm. like go Do out this. and make money. Yeah. yeah. But then they make the money and it's like the finance has changed to where they have money in their circumstance line. Like I have made a hundred dollars as a life coach and you, it's so much easier to have like abundant thoughts about making money when you have, because I'm like, now you're a paid life coach. Like now, when people ask you, do yeah. you have clients? You're like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I'm paid getting clients. paid. Yeah. Yes, I'm getting yeah. paid to be a life coach. And I think that there is so much work to be done on our thoughts and our beliefs. But sometimes it's like, just get out and make money to prove to yourself that you can. Yeah, I love that. And I think something you talked about, like, if I could just make $1,000, right? That's where you started or close yeah. to it, right? It was 1000 Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. A lot of moms, like that's how I started. I started because we're trying to pay off our student loans, right? So I started like, when I was yeah. starting, I was like, if I can just make a thousand dollars a month, that would be huge. And yes. then you get introduced to this world where people are making millions of dollars. And it's confusing because you're like, yeah. oh, like I need to be making $10,000 a month right now you are, but 
look at where you start. Right, right. And you have to grow into that uh -huh. belief too. <laughs> and it's okay to start small and to grow it. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> that's act very action. Like, let's just get this done. <laughs> yeah. I think that was one of my limiting beliefs is that like I started seeing coaches who are making, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars a month. And I'm like, who's gonna hire me? when I'm making five, $6,000 a month. But then I was like, how many people just want a thousand or $2,000 a month? Like, right. and having somebody say, I can help you make six figures. Like me nine months ago, I'm like, all right. Like, am I going to have to sell my kidney or like, <laughs> like it doesn't seem possible, but there are, you know, so many people who just want to make a few thousand dollars. And then, yeah, you grow into that belief and you just get to move on to the next level. And I still like, it still doesn't feel real that that's my next level. Cause I was like 10 K months <laughs> yeah. crazy. But now I'm like, no, it's happening. Like it's real life. This is literally happening. And so cool. I didn't, I didn't start that way. It started as, you know, $2,000 a month and has grown from there. Right. And some coaches I talked to, like, don't want to be making millions of dollars. Like I yeah. just want to make work five hours a week. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so like, great, let's do it. Yeah. And that, I think that is a lot of self-awareness. Like what do you actually want? Yeah. And then let's work for that. Like you don't need to want what they want. Yeah. I think yeah. that's a big thing that, you know, with a lot of life school coaches, it, the, the belief is you need 20 clients a week and that's kind yeah. of the, like 20 clients is a full practice. And I'm like, I don't want 20 clients. I don't like, want 20 clients either. I'm like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I want to help that many people, but I don't want to spend, like, it's just not my dream life. And so like, that's a huge thing I work on with my clients is like, let's build a business that you are obsessed with, that you love and offers that you like, cannot wait to help people with because you are so in love with your offer. And for me, that's not 20 clients a week, but yeah. it's a few, it's a right. few clients. <laughs> I know I have five and that's like my, cause I'm a full-time mom. I'm, I don't have yeah. the, and that's important to me. So I've developed my business. Like I do charge high ticket and I only work with yeah. a handful of clients and that's my business model. And I'm obsessed with it. Like you said, Yes. And yeah. that looks different than even yours. Like I had never considered low ticket. Like this is something that I probably need coaching on. <laughs> like I had yeah. never considered offering low ticket because to me, I'm like, but I only want to work 15 hours a week. So how is mm -hmm. that like going to be worth my time? Right. My brain like is a limiting money. Yeah. Goal, right. And so it's interesting that you have, like, that's why you get coaching and that's why you fail yeah. to kind of like wrap up our whole interview together. Like you have to do what's right for you. You have to get coaching on your brain because your brain's going to lie to you <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and bring you back down to that thermostat that you feel comfortable at. And if you're at zero, yeah. you're probably comfortable at zero and you need coaching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And my first offers didn't sell. I didn't like, yeah. like Facebook ads worked and they were a huge part of that income at first. But like the first things I offered as a coach, like, like I said, I couldn't even get free clients. And then I'm like $20 sessions and nobody wanted them. And then I had like $500 programs and nobody wanted them. Like, but I just kept going. And so it's like the first thing you offer might not work. That's okay. Like you just have to keep going. Right. And are you willing to do that try something and fail over and over again until you get something that works yeah it's absolutely worth it p.s you guys coaching makes that a lot easier just saying yeah <laughs> for sure <laughs> it'll it'll like speed you through that process in my opinion but anyway thank you brooklyn yeah. for making time you are so awesome 
Um, Thank you. I think if you guys paid attention, she just shared a lot of valuable stuff, especially if you're a newer entrepreneur. But all entrepreneurs, honestly, like I think it's just a different number that you're experiencing, right? Like, because some people are making 10, like you make, you're making 10, but I'm sure you're going to want to make 20 or 30 yeah. and it's going to be a new <laughs> level of growth and new stuff yeah. you have to work through. And so these are principles, not like case specific. I think. Yeah. Willing to yeah. Fit. What got me to 1000, what got me to 2000 is what's now getting me to 10,000. It's just a different. Yeah different phase of my business. Yep. Different phase, different R. <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, yeah. So good. So where can people hang out with you? Where can they find you? And if you guys, if you want to talk about your offer right now, you're taking one on clients right now too, right? Yeah. So I am most active on Instagram. That's kind of my thing it's where I do all my mini trainings and like, I'm always on Instagram. So I am at the Brooklyn Jolly. So the Brooklyn Jolly. And then my website is brooklynjollycoaching.com. It's been so fun to see the, like, if you want to make more money in your business, hire a coach. Me or Amber, we're both great. <laughs> hire one of us. Just yeah. pick one Just pick one and hire <laughs> us and let's go. Like, right. And if you want to 10x your, like, if you want to get there 10 times faster than you would on your own, hire a coach. And sure. it's so worth it. You're going to make so much more money than you would doing it on your own. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Brooklyn, thank you so much. You guys heard it. I'll link it in the show notes where to find you. You should hang Perfect. out with Brooklyn. Brooklyn also, this is something that I'm not a guru in. Like, I feel like you don't have a lot of Instagram knowledge. I bought your course. So hang out with yeah. her. Find her. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you later. Maybe I'll have you on again later in the future. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Yeah.